Sex Communication, a podcast of explicit audio and frank conversation. How do we talk about sex? How do we communicate during sex? Well, if you're here now, then you're going to find out. My name is Brianne McGuire, and each week I share an uncensored peek into the things we don't discuss. Sex. 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 I can't say the word sex. Sexy, sexy, sex stuff. Sex. Hello and welcome to episode 110. My guest today is Allie, a woman in her late 20s who sat down with me to talk about relationships, intimacy, and sex, and how those three things do or do not play well together. I met Allie in real life, and since telling her about the show, turns out she's become a bit of a fan. Uh, You'll see what I mean when you hear the interview start. But anyway, it's great to get her perspective and hear her talk about things that a lot of us struggle with, you know, like when is the right time to have sex? Does having sex negate the possibility of having a successful intimate relationship with somebody? What's more important, having a deep connection with somebody or sexual compatibility? I know each of us have our own opinions on the matter, and probably none of us feel like we actually have an answer, (laughs) or at least a good answer. And anyway, that's why we talk about these things. So let's get to it. Here we go. Sexy. Oh, wait. Did you start it? Do whatever you were going to do. I was going to say sexy, sexy, sexy. (laughs) Well, hello, Allie. Welcome to Sex Communication. Thank you. I'm very excited. Thank you for having me. <laughs> You're very welcome. I'm all excited to talk about sexy, sexy sex stuff with you. <laughs> so why don't you just tell me a little bit about yourself? Like, if you would describe yourself as a... Well, I don't want to lead you. You just tell me what you would like to tell me about yourself. Okay. So I f- see myself as very much an artist. Um, I have a huge love and freedom in songwriting and I also love design and pretty much all things um art related mm-hmm. yeah that's okay. me and how old are you now I am gonna be 27 in June which is so weird to say why <laughs> I don't know I don't know if I'm really feeling 27 um but yeah I'll be it so <laughs> do you feel that way because you had expectations for yourself by this time or the feeling of the age is just different than you expected? Um, maybe so with the expectations, um, but more so that I, I guess I still feel like 20, like a solid 26 or 25. <laughs> yeah, whatever that means. Whatever that, whatever that feels like, that's me right now. I'm still in that bubble. So why don't you tell me about, um, because, you know, we're here to talk about sex. So yes. how did, how were you introduced to sex? Was it something that was openly discussed in your family household? Oh my God. The first <laughs> time, actually the first time that I heard the word sex was when I was probably like four or five and I was playing with my little friends in the neighborhood and Two kids ran off, um, a boy and a girl, and this girl who was younger than me was like, maybe they're having sex. And I was like, what's that? (laughs) But the word stood out to me. I mean, I can remember that. Yeah. Um, And I don't think my family and I ever really had a solid discussion. I did have sex ed when I was 
in middle school. Um, I remember my friend and explaining to me, <laughs> this is where it, like a vivid image was painted. Um, she was like, yeah, they're talking about sex in that song, Ignition. <laughs> She's like, going to take my cans to get in your ignition. And I was like, what? <laughs> and then like that opened up a whole new world with the music to me and what they were trying to translate in a lot of songs. Um, but I always, even when I didn't know it was sex, I think I had a desire or like a strong yearning for romance from a really young age. Mm. Yeah, like I can remember being around boys when I was like four or five and like, I don't know, just feeling something like I feeling like I wanted something to happen. Mm. Yeah. So do you remember how old you are when something did start to happen? I started masturbating or pleasing myself really young. I remember I was climbing the rope in gym class. <laughs> mm -hmm. That's where it is, folks. <laughs> that's why that's there. No, I'm just kidding. Which is like this. Uh, yikes. Um, yeah, I started climbing the rope in gym class in like third or fourth grade. And I was like, whoa, what is this happening? And then I went home and I lived in a two-story house at the time um, in North Carolina. And I had a banister and that just became my little friend at that time. Um, and then in fifth grade... There was a girl in my class who spent the night and kind of made moves on me. Mm -hmm. And that's when I kind of started to feel the sensations with somebody else. Um, and looking back, I always kind of thought, like, how did she get introduced to that? You know, yeah. like, though initiating those movements and knowing it would, like, create these types of feelings in somebody. What were her moves? What did she do? Um... She would subtly touch my breast or like she would massage just the crease between my stomach, like just my hip, mm -hmm. but very close to me. Um, and she would just kind of like wave her hand. Uh, but she never got like super on contact um, with me there. But yeah, I, sometimes I think about that. Did anything wind up developing from that? Or it was just kind of, you know, like... One of those nights of your development that just is kind of mm. par for the course. No, I mean, here and there she would spend the night and it would happen. And then there was another girl in fifth grade that, like, like she got on top of me and, like, almost kind of dry humped me <laughs> at one point. And that was Very weird. Or like, or, like, I don't, maybe that's, <laughs> yeah, maybe I'm overshooting it with that word. But I know there was something that happened with us. And then we would also play things out with our Barbies. Hmm. Yeah. So how with, okay. Cause you're a younger person and uh, we've done a lot of talks on this show with people that, you know, I mean, some your age and some younger, older, and it just seems like, I feel like people think of this time as being more flexible as far as like gender identity and sexual orientation. And do you feel like you identify as one thing in particular or you feel like there's a flexibility and a fluidity to your attraction and your your personal sense of self? Um, I do feel like there's a fluidity to my attraction. Like I've been with a woman before um, who I loved very much. I'm mostly 
attracted to men, mm-hmm. but at the end of the day, it's personality for me. Um, and kind of what feelings that person brings out of me. There's been times that I've been with men and I'm kind of like, I don't feel anything happening there. Yeah. The journey of your experience as you became sexually active, do you feel like that influenced who you are attracted to now? Like, were there events that happened that kind of like shaped what you're looking for? Um, no, it's interesting. So... I, my parents were both, they both waited until they were married. Mm. Um, And that is something that I kind of would have loved to live up to, but I'm not that person, you know, like I am a very sexual person and I, um, I love that intimacy. Mm -hmm. Um, But kind of, I recently tried to be celibate and kind of considered sex for, I guess, its primal purpose of reproduction. And, like, maybe I I do want to have a kid with somebody Mm -hmm. one day and start a family. And it made me see my partners or, like, a potential partner in a whole new light Mm -hmm. in terms of what I would want, um, what I'm attracted to, what I kind of want to take into my life. Mm -hmm. Uh, And something that kind of helped along this was... I made a list of all of my partners and I like was looking down it and I was checking off the ones that I really felt like an intimate connection with or it it was kind of just, oh, I just had sex with that person, you know, and the ratio was just so kind of tilted. Mm -hmm. To which direction? Um, It was very few people that I felt like I had an intimate, almost emotional connection with. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, and so, wait, can you repeat the question for me? I don't know if I answered it. Well, I mean, I was asking about events as you were developing and becoming sexually active that shaped what you were looking for, but I feel like that speaks to it. So, I mean, you said your parents waited until marriage. Was it a matter of religion or it was like custom? Well, yeah, I was, I was raised Catholic, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but I, I don't really call to that religion anymore. Was it a struggle, though, making that decision or living in a way that wasn't in line with Catholicism? Um, I did have that guilt, and I wondered how people could have sex so freely mm-hmm. without um, feeling guilty or feeling like they were doing something wrong, and I I wanted that. Um, but, I mean, now that I'm older, I understand it was just a different type of parenting or raising someone, you know? Yeah. Yeah, but I'm happy that I'm at a point where I can realize, you know, that's not me, and I don't, I don't have to attach that to my identity, even though that's who I was taught to be. Mm-hmm. So yeah. you made this list, and you, you know, had the observation that the ratio was skewed, I guess, in opposition of what you wanted or what you were looking for at the yeah. time. So do you, do you still feel that way? Are you still trying to like lessen interactions with people that are more you know, primal and, and more like activity centered instead of like an intimate Yo, connection. That shit is hard. <laughs> that shit is fucking hard, bro. Um, I really was going to try to be celibate for the whole year. And I had a friend influenced me hmm. and I was like, wow, that could, um, that sounds interesting. Like I want to try it, mm-hmm. 
But I recently hooked up with this guy, and he's really cool, actually. Um, and I had I didn't tell him that I was trying to be celibate, but like I do really love intimacy, and I love being affectionate with somebody. I love cuddling, mm-hmm. and it's hard. The temptation of stopping myself is um, a struggle for me. So we did end up doing it, and I'm not mad at all about it. Um, I was like in a bubble of lust the next day, like just feeling so good. (laughs) But that was like a few days ago. And I'm thinking like, I would like to have a relationship with somebody and like, I don't know, just having sex so early on hasn't gotten me where I wanted to be. Yeah. Yeah. And it sounds like you're like equating intimacy with relationships and really separating it from sex i mean do does that seem accurate or does it feel like i'm misrepresenting no does that also mean though that you are skeptical that it's possible to have possibly just a purely sexual relationship that is intimate or a you know an actual you know loving typical whatever your your idea of intimacy and that kind of relationship around that that sex is a part of it like does it just seem like sex kind of muddies the waters as far as intimacy is concerned yeah for me it's i have trouble balancing the two Mm. why why do you think that is i don't know um i was actually talking to somebody today about um he asked he asked me if I'd ever been in love, mm-hmm. and I said, yeah, I think twice, I could say. Um, and he was telling me that he'd spoken to maybe like five other women mm-hmm. who were married and said, yeah, they hadn't <clears throat> been in love, and like uh-huh. they don't even really love their husbands. Like They feel like being in love could be so much deeper. Mm-hmm. Um, and... I I don't know what it is where sometimes I do feel more of an attachment to a person that I've had sex with than I've just been talking to for a long time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's for me it's kind of been a struggle to make those two worlds meet. So this attempt to be celibate um you know, and given that, you know, you have sex in your mind kind of separated from intimacy, does that mean that you were open to having relationships that just didn't get sexual but were still romantic and affectionate? Yeah. Yeah. I think it would have been a good challenge for me. How long yeah. have you been playing uh, with this idea? Probably since November of last year. Um yeah. And why was your friend doing it, the one that kind of inspired this? She had shared um, her stories of her past relationships with me and how um, sex kind of, she, like, used sex to manipulate mm-hmm. in her relationships, which is not the case for me. But it, it just made me realize how um, sometimes it, it fogs shit for me, like, mm-hmm. I don't know. I get lusty eyes. Like, I get blinded <laughs> by the... Yeah, yo, oh my God. Yeah, the day after I, like, slept at that guy's house, 
What's crazy is I didn't even really need to do it. Like we were laying on the bed having a great conversation and I could have walked away and felt like really good about that. But I kind of like thought, fuck it, like I'm kind of feeling him. So whatever, we can do it. Yeah. And um, yeah, dang. <laughs> do you- I would have I would have liked to go longer, but it's okay. Go longer, like, have more sex, you mean? Or uh, go longer before you had sex? Go longer before I had sex, yeah. Have you interacted with him since? Uh, yeah, we texted that day. I'm not mad if we don't talk. Yeah. I would be nice, though. So how how would you describe yourself as a sexual person? Do you feel like you have a high value on sex in a relationship? Do you feel like you're sexually open? Like, just kind of characterize how you feel about yourself as a sexual being. Um, I do feel like I am a sexual being. I don't want it to have a high value in a relationship. Why? Though. I really think it's because I admire my dad and my mom's ability to wait. And, like, he really made sure that the woman that he was with was his friend first. Mm-hmm. And that's something that's really important to me is like that we can be friends and like have the ro- obviously there'll be like some kind of romance there but have that kind of um creep in as we get to know each other. Mm-hmm. Um but it's like like I said for me I know I'm a sexual person so it's something that I struggle with. Yeah. Well, I mean I, sometimes I feel like I'm trying to fit into this box yeah. of of being that, but I also know that, I don't know, acting on my sexual desires doesn't really, hasn't gotten me what I wanted. Right. It does seem like you're making, just as like an outsider's perspective, like there are a couple of assumptions that you're making. Yeah. Like one, well, it's, I was really surprised that we described, you know, with your parents, because even if they waited to have sex until they were married and they waited until they found the right partner and there was this friendship established and this really deep connection, that doesn't mean that they're not having a lot of sex and that sex is important to them. Oh, yeah, definitely. Okay. Yeah, they could be going at it. Right. But, um, <laughs> I mean, I'm here, so <laughs> I just... um I guess just holding off on it. Yeah. Like, I'm down to have sex with my partner, but I just really want to wait. Like, when I have, when I'm talking to somebody and I have sex with them so early on, mm-hmm. I don't know, it just, it just fucks me up. Yeah. It does make it harder to kind of, like, it's not exactly backtracking, but trying to do the other things, like, at the same time, it becomes yeah. really difficult because yeah, you're yeah, so distracted yeah. by the sex. Having. I know. Yeah. Yeah. But, okay, so what if there was a scenario where you meet somebody and you you feel a great connection with them and this friendship develops and it's romantic and you're feeling intimate and, and all of the things, right? And you're yeah. in a relationship. And then you go to have sex after all of these things are established and you're completely inca- incompatible sexually. Yeah. What do you do? Wait, so everything lines up. Everything else lines up. Oh, so that would be good. <laughs> that would be nice. It wouldn't matter? Uh, Probably. I mean, 
If it worked, it worked. I'm not going to deny it. But there has been times where I like... But would it count as working if it doesn't work in the area? Like, if you're saying you're a sexual person and, like, you identify that this is, like, like a valid part of yourself that you're in touch with mm-hmm. and you're with a partner who is right in every other way but that, that's something you'd just be willing to just dismiss and compromise on? Well, I think on? that's something that we could work on. Hmm. It's like, it's just another language. And I just kind of have to show them this is the way that I speak and I would appreciate this yeah you know i mean there's been times where i've had incredible sexual chemistry with someone where it was just like crazy but i would remove that Mm -hmm. um and then i would think about who they are and i was like yeah i probably (laughs) wouldn't be with that person yeah same yeah where I'm like, I don't know, there was one time I was talking to a guy and we went to a restaurant and he left the cheapest tip. And I was like, oh my God, <laughs> just killed me. Um, so yeah, I don't know. It's so interesting though. It's so interesting to me how you could connect so heavily mm-hmm. in this way. But I mean, sex isn't the only way that I move through life, right. you know, and like. I would like to have somebody that would leave a nice tip. (laughs) Yeah. In more ways than one, obviously. That was a good one. So, (laughs) I just literally tried to thought that was so funny. Um, Oh, so I guess my, it makes me wonder though, have you ever been physical with a person that you were just completely sexually incompatible with that there may have been attraction but like when it comes down to it like your rhythms are off or like body parts misalign or you know do you know what I mean like has yeah that ever definitely been? definitely okay. um well I definitely know what you mean but I don't know that I've really I don't know that I've really had that yet where it's been like I mean, I've had not so good sex, yeah, but I also wasn't crazy about that person, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. so because I'm just i'm i'm really um I'm really amazed by your commitment that that if you were encountering like you know in this scenario that I mentioned where everything else aligned, but this one thing that you're just like, I would just teach them how to speak my language, <laughs> you know yeah. that you just you're so like of course, this is how I would do it, and that this belief. That that's possible. Like every everything is is shapeable in some way or mutable, you know. So do you? Given that, do you feel like you're a really? Because I don't feel the same way, but I also feel like I'm a little bit more. Um, I don't know. Like I know what I want, and when I encounter somebody that's not quite that thing, I don't. I'm not inspired to you know teach or work together like yeah, some people yeah. yes like but if then it works others, it works it's like right but then there are yeah. others where i'm just like no i'm just it's better to kind of cut bait and run and i think because of that i i i feel a little a bit like okay this show is called sex communication and i feel like that's an indication of me not being a good communicator sexually so you know conversely <laughs> it sounds like you're probably a great communicator sexually do you feel like that like you're really comfortable showing somebody what you want and and kind of like openly expressing desire or you know kind of shaping mm. a an act not as much before but i think i am now yeah i think i'm 
And is that just comes with experience and age or there, was there something that happened that kind of I think it's things? just um, maybe comes with experience, but also just in life in general, I've kind of learned to speak up more for what I want, mm -hmm. you know? Um, and yeah, pretty much closed mouths don't get fed. Like, I don't think, I mean, there's been times that like somebody hasn't been doing like exactly what I wanted, but it's weird. I also want to give them the opportunity to show how they love. Mm. Yeah. So I guess I'm not like a great crazy hard person to please mm. um actually though i don't i think only one <laughs> honestly i think like only one or two people have ever made me come really and i think about it yeah like i can i can make myself but yeah i think like two people have i don't yeah. does that frustrate you not really like it would be nice and i know the experience will happen mm -hmm. but i just like I said before, like, I'm, I just love that, like, we're even holding each other. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Or, like, and I almost put more importance on the guy coming. Like, I really want, like, I feel so good when I see a guy come. Mm. So, Do you I mean, I guess I could consider that more, <laughs> yeah. So, but that focus that you have, that assigning more value to that, do you feel like that's a patriarchal response or... I do love to receive uh, that sometimes isn't my focus with people, mm -hmm. like in sex and in life. Like, and I'm, I'm kind of just learning to let the tables turn, you know, like I deserve to receive and somebody deserves to have the good feeling of giving something to me. Yeah. You know, so, yeah, I guess that's something that I could really open up more on like <laughs> yeah like okay do this like I'm really trying to get there but maybe it's just that um maybe with those partners I I didn't care to get there with them it could be that so you said when you made that list and kind of looking back and reflecting on who you were in love with and you mentioned there were two possibilities yeah I was in love with two but I w there was like four people that I was like yeah I definitely felt intimacy with them and what was the spectrum of the sexual compatibility and the sexual experience among those four? One of them, one of them was the guy who had crazy, incredible sex with, but it's just like, why are you such a deep tipper? Um. <laughs> <laughs> but you, but he's on the list of like deep connection and uh, yeah, because I felt like I could open up to him, but I don't think we could carry on a relationship like something would frustrate me like it would without the sex it wouldn't it wouldn't happen probably mm -hmm. yeah he'd probably annoy the fuck out of me actually um <laughs> uh, uh but the, the two that you were in love with do was the sex the, good um one of them we didn't even really have sex but mm -hmm. He's one of the people who made me come. Mm. And I didn't know what to do with myself afterward. Because it was like, I was, I, <laughs> afterward, I went to the shower and just had my head down and was like combing my ha hands <laughs> through my head. And I was like, I really didn't know what to do with myself. I was just like, what the fuck happened? Like, I just couldn't 
I didn't feel grounded. <laughs> um, and I was like, do I go home? Like, I just didn't know how to act. But yeah, I felt something with him. Um, and then the other person who I felt like I was also in love with, I didn't have full on intercourse with her either. Like, I mean, we pleased each other. Like, um, we gave each other head, but it wasn't crazy. Yeah. So why do you think you had that reaction, though, after the person made you come? No, I don't know. I don't know. I think it's just because people haven't really made me come like that. Mm. Yeah, but I felt like, I don't know. It's a mystery to me. It really is. I think about that. Like, why? I just felt weird around him. Mm. Like, I just wanted, like, I loved him, but... After that happened, I was like, okay, I just kind of want to go home and, like, maybe I'll go for a run. But Did you just, guys talk about it? He, he was, I was like, hot. Like, I came out <laughs> of the shower and I was like, so what's up? <laughs> was such a dork. Oh, my God. It was such a dork. And he was, like, talking. He was like, yeah, I don't know why you're being weird right now. But... <laughs> I didn't tell him. Like, I kind of almost didn't even realize that was why I felt weird. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, we never talked about it. <laughs> yeah. And what happened in the relationship after that? Oh, that guy. I don't, that relationship was crazy. It, I don't even know if I could call it a relationship. I don't know. We fell in love really quick. Um like everything was really intense and then he was going through crazy shit in his life and just kind of became kind of ghosted me mm. actually yeah um like i met his mom like a week or two weeks in he was so excited i was like oh my god and he was like wanting to meet my mom and my family and i, I felt like oh this is happening so fast yeah. um yeah and then he just fucking didn't answer my calls. I, like, we went out for my birthday. This was last June. Went out for my birthday with a group of friends. Um, was with me the next day. We talked, I think, the day after that. And then, like, didn't hear from him again. Yeah. It was crazy. Yeah. Yeah, and after that, like, I don't know, so much shit happened in my life. Like, the next three months, I was just in a gray cloud heavy shit yeah how old were you when you lost your virginity um i was 17 yeah do you the thoughts that you have about intimacy and sex being separate things is that something that you remember feeling early on when you were first having sex or that's something you really feel is a true expression of you now that's kind of developed as you've had relationships and experiences or you feel like the whole time you've kind of had this I think early on I don't know it's um I think it's kind of been circumstantial with who I'm with because some people I have just been able to have sex and that's it like this is our relationship mm -hmm. um but I remember the guy who I lost it to we were talking about sex and like I told him I was a virgin and I told him like 
Yes, I was like totally playing it cool. And I ended up fucking just playing myself. That's who you played. Um, I was like, yeah, sex isn't a big deal. Okay, an experienced girl, whatever. Um, I'm like, yeah, sex isn't a big deal. Like, I just feel like people could have sex and like, that's it. It doesn't have to, nothing has to come from it. And then we did have sex and I was like, holy shit, I want to hold your hand in the hallway. <laughs> I was like, oh, my gosh, going crazy over this guy. Um, but I don't know. I guess that's kind of where um, a friend and I were talking about it and how some women, when they have sex, um, they do look for a partner right away. And, like, maybe that's just part of our animalistic nature, right? But then there are some women who are exceptions who are able to separate themselves from that, which I've been able to do in certain situations. But then there's the other situations where I'm kind of like, wow, like I do feel an attachment to you through this. Yeah. But also we're human and there's so many other sides to us. I'm like, okay, but certain things just don't line up. Yeah. So are you a a monogamous person or you... Are you interested in something more open? Um, I've kind of been the third in a, I guess, what became a platonic relationship because I was attracted to the girlfriend. Mm -hmm. Um, But that was kind of weird. I guess I would prefer monogamy. And I don't know. I've just never really been in a position to have a platonic relationship. It's just kind of never come up. Yeah, I guess I would experiment with it, but I am more attracted to the idea of monogamy. Yeah. And do you feel like you're, like, are you an adventurous, I think adventurous is the wrong word because it's like another leading statement, but do you feel like you, you try things that you think of sexually, you know, like maybe different kinky things, maybe very specific activities or um like multi-person scenarios or parties i mean do you feel like you're a vanilla person even though i don't feel like vanilla is even really a thing but <laughs> like, so, so vanilla is like subdued right no i i no 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 okay. no, no. <laughs> no i just want to make people, sure yeah well i think some people might think that but i think culturally speaking vanilla is normally attributed to like you know, we just do normal missionary heterosexual <laughs> sex yeah. or just two person sex. We'll say that yeah, without yeah. like bells and whistles. Let's say no, um, no props or no, no outside parties or, you know. Yeah. I, I think my sex life has been vanilla. Um, but just because I've just haven't been in a situation or no, actually that couple did ask me to do it, but I was more attracted to the girl. Mm-hmm. So I kind of didn't want to do it. I was attracted to both of them. Um, yeah, I haven't done anything crazy. Do you want to, though? I mean, I'm open to it. Yeah, I definitely am. It feels right. And you when know? you say crazy, what, what do you have in mind when you say that? I don't know. I'd throw a toy in there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I haven't ever had somebody um, put their penis in my butt. So I'm kind of scared of that, honestly. Uh, but I, whatever, if it goes down, 
Or if the mood is right, whatever, I'll let it rock. <laughs> like, it's so casual. Um, yeah, I guess. Yeah, I really haven't had anything crazy out of the ordinary. Mm-hmm. I think the most... I don't know, the craziest thing I've probably had done is, we've done is like 69, but that's like regular shit. I feel like just, yeah, just wild regular sex is pretty much <laughs> what I do. <laughs> yeah. So when you masturbate, are you a hands-only person? Do you use porn, toys, combination? I don't really use, no, I, I like never watch porn. Not that I'm against it. I think porn is hot, but I just kind of like, I don't know. I've never really... um that's kind of never been my thing. I guess I could try it out and see how I feel with it. Um, I usually use my hands. I'm in the shower. Or sometimes I'll be laying on my bed. What's I hate when I'm, like, thrusting my hips, though, and then I'm, like, about to get there for myself and, like, my hand will cramp <laughs> or something. Like, that's, like, the worst, which happens <clears throat> a lot. Um, or, like, I'll, there's, like, a banister in my house I'll sometimes rub myself against. Yeah. There's this new sex toy I saw. I can't remember what it's called, but it's like, it's, it looks like a light green rock, but it's this ball mound that's meant to be ground upon. Okay. So it's got like, it's not a uniform shape. It really is kind of irregular, like a rock, but it's probably made out of like a hard plastic or maybe like a dense silicone. And it's got kind of like little ridges in it. So it's meant to like for clitoral grinding. Oh, okay. Yeah. I've been thinking about that because it's funny. A lot of people, a lot of um, women that come on and talk about their early experiences and how they got off. There's a lot of like pillows and you know fists pillows. and things. And I like you, you're the first banister, but I, I identify with the. With the I always banister. felt kind of weird about that, but I was like, everyone does something. I feel good. <laughs> yeah, um, I do have a vibrator though. I got it. I was going to Mexico mm-hmm. and I was like okay maybe I'll just bring this make myself feel good and I don't know I just can't can't do with the vibrator is it an external one or an internal it's both it has like um like the it's like a an uneven you mm-hmm. like one part of it is cut off and like the shorter part will um yeah be the exterior part and I don't know I just can't it's a great it's a great toy <laughs> It is, but I'm like, I don't know what it is that I just... It can't be that great if it's not working for you. I know. I just feel like it's really well designed. It has a bunch of different (laughs) vibration levels. Um, You can do this with, like, (laughs) I would totally sell it, but I don't know. It's like, I just can't. I've, like, only gone back to it a few times. I'm like, I don't know. This isn't working. Maybe, Maybe with somebody it would work, though. Yeah. Yeah. You never know. It just made me wonder too, because when you were saying that, you know, it's your struggle to get off when you're with a partner, like, you know, a good solution is, you know, bringing a toy in. But if you're having a hard time finding a toy that's really effective, that doesn't, that doesn't, that's not a very helpful thing for me to say. So, <laughs> but I mean, yes. have you, have you ever gone to a shop and just kind of talked with somebody about different things that different toys do? Maybe there's a different type of toy that might work better. Um, I don't know. It's, it's not something that's crossed my mind recently. I mean, I went to what Babeland. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's where I got um, my vibrator. But actually, you know what? When I started working at my job, my coworker told me about this vibrator on Amazon that people are going crazy about. Mm-hmm. 
And I think I saved the link because I was like, mm, I could probably switch it up. It's within my budget. So maybe I'll try it out. Um, but I also feel okay with just using my hands. Yeah. My banister Not broke, right now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, I feel pretty good off of that. Maybe I could feel better, but yeah, I haven't really thought about buying anything else. It took me a really long time to buy my first sex toy. I think it was like 28 or 29. Yeah. Um, it was also, that was around the same time that I started watching porn for masturbation too. But it was, I never got very far with the hands because I always felt like, it would just always make me think of the Wizard of Oz and like, I can see the wizard behind the curtain. Like, you know, I know that I'm the one doing this and oh, I couldn't yeah, disconnect yeah, yeah, yeah. my mind yeah. enough to get <laughs> off on what I was doing because I was just so aware that I was, I don't know. And I don't know what. No, I know exactly <laughs> what you mean. I know exactly what you mean. Yeah. But now I, it, <laughs> I was using a rabbit for a little bit and that was worked pretty well. And then I burnt it out. So then I was using it as what a dildo. A, what is a rat? Well, like the way that you're describing that uneven you. Oh yeah. There was an early, early version of the toy, like kind of the first one that was an insertable with a like clit stimulator. So okay. it was like, it actually had little rabbit ears. Oh yes. yes, yes I know face and like, yeah. So I was using that as a dildo and then I had gotten a magic wand. So I'd like use the rabbit as a dildo, but because I burnt out the motor, like I had to manually operate it. Oh my God. <laughs> and then use the wand with my other hand. And even it's now, like, like I have, I got, I replaced I it finally. <laughs> and I'm still like doing this double fisted thing because, because <laughs> even just using one, like, uh, it doesn't, it's not I'm just, enough. It's almost like I'm picturing you over the stove with like a pot and like a stir. Like, oh. It sounds more complicated <laughs> than it is. Or maybe I've just been doing it for so long now. It's like yeah, totally you know. normal. But <laughs> yeah, there was this, they stopped making it. But one of the toys that I remember wanting so bad, you could use it to grind upon, but it was like a, like a, a cone. Right. So it had a round base and it went up to a, a point and the whole cone part was silicone. So you were meant to like sit on it and I think it vibrated also, but it was pretty big. Oh. So the base was probably like nine inches wide and you could like be on it when you're giving oral to somebody else or like maybe just, you know, during foreplay or by yourself or whatever. And it, but it was super expensive and then they stopped making it. So but now oh. they're making lots of toys that. They're so crazy advanced. This, uh, there's this one, uh, Lori, Laura DiCarlo, something like that. She's making a toy called the OC, I think. And it's got this piece inside it that runs along the outer part of the, the silicone that's supposed to emulate like the come hither motion with a finger. Yeah, so it yeah. looks like this finger oh, being what? pulled through the silicone. <laughs> And then the rock thing I was telling you about, and then there are other things where they're kind of like flat and meant to be used, like when you're with a partner to kind of like, you know, add something in between so that all the parts are getting stimulated. I really like the cone thing. Yeah, they need to bring that back. I always want to try one. I don't even know what it's called at this point, but anyway. Sex toy dreams. <laughs> so, I mean, when you think about, okay, so you feel like you haven't done anything crazy yet, but... Are, do you have sex goals? I mean, yeah, I guess I, like, come all the time. <laughs> yeah, that I guess that would be a sex goal. Um, a threesome in life, maybe. Uh, 
I'd have to feel really hot for them, or I'd have to maybe be drunk. <laughs> yeah. Um, hmm. Big sex goals. I mean, I'm fucking down to have sex and like, I mean, I've had sex in a public area. Wow, sex goals. Where do I want to have sex? What do I want to do with sex? <laughs> um, I guess a threesome would probably... I guess I do, would want to know what it's like to have a dick in my butt. Yeah, maybe that's a sex goal. <laughs> yeah, I guess for now, right, it's just to come, though, to have a great come. Yeah, but with, with a, a person or... Yeah, with a person. Yeah. Yeah. And do you ever use your hands to kind of help yourself out when you're with a partner? Mm, yeah, sometimes. Not all the time, though. How come? I don't know. You just get more focused on the giving part, like you were saying? I guess I get more focused on what they're doing. Mm. Um, yeah. Like I said, like I, it's almost I don't get focused on, like, how pleased I could be mm-hmm. with somebody, which is something that I should definitely think about. Yeah. Do you ever visualize what your ideal partner is or your ideal relationship and partner situation? Because hmm. it sounds like you have really, you know, concrete things that you've identified for yourself that you definitely want. Yeah. You know, and it just sounds like, if you're examining the way things have been and that <clears throat> and they're not quite in line with what you're trying to achieve, like how can you like set an intention for what that thing, what that feeling is, what that person is, et cetera, you know? Yeah. I don't honestly just somebody that I could feel completely comfortable with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's that's really the main goal that I could just feel like I'm naked in front of all the time. And I can just do whatever. I guess that that's really it. I don't. I don't know. Looking back, I don't like really have a physical type. Um, I mean, yeah, I do find certain people attractive, but it's kind of just for me been. I do like artistic people, um, people that I could have good conversation with and like have that translate over. Um, yeah, though I guess it's just. Me being me just feeling completely comfortable with somebody and I don't I really don't know how to define that mm-hmm. yeah with other words if you had a wish list though for a partner or a relationship would you include great sex on it because I mean you say you want to come all the time with a partner you know we've talked about you identifying as this very sexual person but you know I'm I'm just wondering if you you made the connection to yourself and your intention of that being a facet of this ideal partner or relationship, you know? Um, I mean, I would love that. Uh, it probably wouldn't be at the top of the list. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, my ideal partner, I probably... would just want to be able to be my complete self around. Yeah. Yeah. Um, my ideal partner is like somebody who's really compassionate and kind, but also has like, like, like I, 
I'm really attracted to people who are like intellectuals, um, but also have like a thugness about them. <laughs> Love that shit. Um, what else? Yeah, uh, kind, humble. I don't know if those those go together. Confident. Um, Someone who's respectful is really important to me mm. um, and considerate of other people. Yeah, I guess those are my top. And ambitious. <laughs> yeah, ambitious could be making me come, being the guy. That's true. <laughs> so could the kindness as well. Yeah. I mean, well, I mean, there are a lot of things that... <clears throat> anyway. Do you consider... Well, when you're with your friends, do you have a social circle that... Um, like, sex is a normal topic of conversation? It is. Yeah, and like, I'm really grateful for that. Yeah, I have a, um, I have a few girlfriends that I can just, uh, or even some guys that I could talk openly about sex with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or I totally couldn't before. Um, Why not? Yeah, you no, know, it's funny. Uh, when I, I don't know. It was just a different time in my life. Um, when you say before, before something, or just like earlier in your life? Just earlier in my life. But it's funny because I I used to work at this restaurant and there was this guy who was so handsome there, but he was also kind of a dick. Um, and like some of my coworkers would talk about sex and I just like, I wasn't comfortable enough with them to talk about it or maybe comfortable enough with myself to talk openly about it. That could have been it. Yeah. Um, he was, he came up to me and was like, are you a virgin? He's like, cause you never like, I don't know. There's something about you. Like, and when I was like, I was 24 at the time. I'd lost it when I was 17 and I'd had sex with other people. And I was like, no, I'm definitely not. Also, I had like experimented with being a stripper. So mm-hmm. when he like, a f- just a couple years before that. Yeah. So when he asked me that, I was kind of just like, you don't even know. Like, <laughs> oh my god, you don't even know. But okay. <laughs> no, I'm not a virgin. <laughs> but then after that, it just became. Um, like more, did your social circle change, or you just changed? Both. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I decided I need to needed to change, and that my social circle needed to change. Yeah. Well, we're coming up on an hour. Is there anything else you want? Wow, an hour? What the hell? Just Um, over 50 minutes. Is there anything else you want to talk about or share? Hmm. Why? I shared a lot. Um, I don't know. I feel pretty good about what I shared. Do you have any other questions? I really (laughs) did want to ask you about you, but I was like, don't get carried away. Questions is fine. Oh, okay. (laughs) Yeah, go ahead. Um, Just when did you start to feel like you were a sexual person? it never felt like there was a time before I was a sexual person. Like I remember feeling the way I do about sex. I mean, obviously not as like, as I didn't have the full understanding when I was a child, but the same kind of fearlessness and curiosity and awareness of sexual feelings. It just feels as though it's always been there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But yeah, I mean, like I was saying, I think it's funny because like when I told you it was in my late 20s that I first got sex toys and started watching porn for masturbation, 
you would think that that means that before then I was more prudish or more conservative or something, <laughs> but that was actually not the case. It was just like this very specific element that changed. Like I was having threesomes in high school and I experimented as a stripper too. And I was doing all sorts of adventurous sexual things. And it was all just kind of like, like all of these things were just out there and it was just a matter of time before I tried this, that, and the other thing. Um, so it was just funny. And it was also during a relationship with that was fraught with jealousy on my part and, and so many things that were so counter to the relationships I had before it and after it, which is a really weird marker in the timeline. <laughs> but yeah, I think I, I feel similar. Like I, I can say like an age, like around four or five. Um, but I, maybe it has like always been kind of a looming thing and I've just been able to put a name for it when I discovered what it was, Yeah, you know? But I knew that there was a, a feeling there for me. Yeah. yeah. It's weird too. I didn't, I mean, sex it was so, it was so downplayed. I remember my mother would always talk about, she would always make a point of saying sex is not what it looks like in the movies, you know? So she always had this kind of what felt like a very negative slant to it. And when I'd ask her questions, I'd get these very textbook technical responses that gave me no useful practical information as a young person, just like hearing terms like blow job or whatever for the first time and trying to understand things. So it's very funny to me now thinking about going through that and like what puberty was like. It's like going to an art show when, like, somebody's like, oh, did you see that new show up at the Whitney? And you're like, and they're like, eh, it's nothing, like, it's nothing to be wowed by. But you go and you're like, holy shit, I <laughs> fucking love this art. It's like, yeah, it's just, I think, to each his own. Like, maybe yeah. maybe you just haven't had someone blow your mind yet. Well, sorry. I, I don't know. No, it's I'm, true. Yeah, it's I don't, <laughs> but, like, I don't know. <laughs> I'm dying to know about your parents. So have you ever talked to them about, I mean, um, it's granted... I'm saying this, but I know it's a totally weird no, topic I'm totally, of conversation no, totally to like cool. talk with your parents about their sex life. And I don't mean like ask them, but I'm just wondering if they ever present in a way that gives a sense of like, are they very physically affectionate with each other? Yeah, they, they are. are. So um, probably well, they're, they're having divorced, a great. But, um, oh, okay. Well, then it they, might they make were, it easier to talk about them. They were affectionate. Um, my dad is remarried, and he's affectionate. Yeah. Um, and my mother's, we ha- we're a very affectionate family. Yeah. Um, I've talked to my mom about my some of my partners. She's told me some of uh, her sex stories. I think she had might have had sex with one person before my dad. Mm-hmm. Um, and or like been maybe not full on sex, but definitely been like pleased by other people. And like she's told me times she's like, I just felt like I don't know like. <laughs> She didn't use the word come, but she just, she was like, oh, my legs were shaking. <laughs> like, she's told me stuff like that, which is cool. Um, I've never really had conversations with my dad about it other than that. Yeah, he waited um, both times. And even when he started seeing my stepmom and I wasn't living with him at the time, just my brother was um, his girlfriend well, when she was his girlfriend at the time, would spend the night, and he started to feel guilty. He was like, 
I just feel like shit, like I'm not setting a good impression on you guys, <laughs> blah, 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 which is like. So I take it he didn't wait to have sex with the, the second one. No, he one. did. Oh, but he did. But she would just sleep over. Oh, well, that's nice. Yeah. And it that's is so it's sweet. A really great. Um, I can't think of the word, but I mean, like, it just. it Because you would think if. It didn't work out well, right? Like if yeah. he had waited with the first marriage and then the sex was bad or, or something, whatever, that in the second time, like you wouldn't wait because you yeah. wanted to find that out. But the fact that he did wait is like, the, then it, it's yeah. an indication that, you know, things were probably pretty good with your mom. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Which is great. I mean, um, good for your dad. Yeah. I don't know. It's like, it's kind of crazy to me that, well, he was raised in the South, mm-hmm. um, I don't, I don't know if that makes a big difference. New York is definitely uh, more pro-sex, I think. So maybe that's what makes it so different for me. I don't know. Um, but yeah. I feel like you just need to be open to the possibility that the two things can coexist, you know? I do think that they can coexist, and that's what I want, but it's just that with the trend that I've had and like just just looking back at my actions, it's just never played out to having the two things coexist in one setting. But were oh, you oh, ever yeah, looking for them to coexist? That's what I'm saying about intention, you know? Yeah, yeah. I was. Maybe it was just that I wasn't ready for it. Mm, yeah. It could be that, you know? Or, may, or maybe I was just in love with the idea and I, I really didn't know the reality of it yeah um it could have been that yeah and stuff even that <laughs> well i wish you good luck with your search and thank, thank you. you thank you for coming up here and sharing and talking with me Phil. thank you for having me i'm cool. sorry <laughs> vanilla lady no, no you're great you. <laughs> this was wonderful i appreciate it thank you Allie. all right so that's our show this week i just want to reiterate for everyone listening you know there's no wrong way to be yourself Whether that means having sex or not having sex, being in a relationship or not being in a relationship, whatever you're into, that's just fine. And you know what? Life is long. If what's going on right now isn't working for you, try something else. So that's all until next week. I wish you well. Bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of Sex Communication. Please subscribe and leave a review wherever you get your podcast. And if you'd like more information about the show, visit us online at sexcompod.com. That's S-E-X-C-O-M-P-O-D.com. If you'd like to be a part of the show, please email me at sexcompod at gmail.com. I am always looking for new sex audio and people to interview. It could be you.